0: Hi there, and welcome to the Creative Endeavor podcast. This is the podcast bringing you inspiring stories from creative professionals from around the world. It's real conversations with real artists. And I'm Andrew Tischler, and it is an absolute pleasure to have your company here once again. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. I am talking to Talia Stanton, who's a young, vibrant artist based in Victoria, Australia. Now, Talia absolutely blew me away in this conversation. For such a young person, only 22 years old, she's cracked some major milestones in her creative journey, some things that are really unheard of that some of us artists never reach these levels of success. She's already achieved well over a million dollars in sales of original artwork and prints, And in one 24-hour period, she sold $75,000 worth of prints. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Now, I was blown away when I heard this, and I wanted to hear more about her strategy. How did she achieve that? Now, I I know what some people might be thinking when they hear this. They'll they'll immediately put up a wall and go, oh, Andrew, look, come on, it's, it's not about the money, bro. And I know, I agree, it's not all about the money. But you know what? Money is very important to the creative journey. And I think a lot of artists struggle in this area. And we better own that stuff. We better really work out what are some of the walls and blocks that we have in receiving and creating a thriving business. I know I'm speaking for myself only, okay, but I had some major blocks up in my creative journey that were really stopping me from achieving the level of success that I really wanted to achieve. And like everybody else, I'm still a work in progress. So when I hear from somebody like Talia, it's so refreshing because I just hear somebody who's completely uninhibited. She's just out there doing it, and she has fully owned who she is as a creative. Now, really, I hope you get so much out of this talk. As much as I got out of it, this is a podcast I'm going to keep coming back to. Talia is vibrant. She's bright. She's bubbly, energetic. This is just her enthusiasm is infectious. I love this. Now, there's another thing that's an absolute first on the podcast. Um, She actually sells a painting while we're in the process of having this conversation. She gets a notification on her phone. She sells a big, expensive painting while we're talking. I just think that's so cool. So again, if you haven't already, Please do me a huge favor, leave me a rating or a review. If you like this sort of content, if you love the show, leave me a rating or review on whatever audio platform you're listening on. It makes a huge difference to the show and getting this out to more people. I really appreciate it. Please share it with a friend. And also, just to let you know, there is a video version of this podcast right now on my Patreon page. So if you want to see Talia in her studio, and I also share a couple of visuals while we're talking, like... Shots of her website, Uh, and when we're talking about particular paintings, I go ahead and put that up on the screen. So if you want to see the video version, you can find that on my Patreon page. Now, in addition to getting the video version of the podcast, you also get from me... You know, I'm a professional artist too. If you're just hearing from me for the first time, I've been painting professionally and selling my work around the world for the last 20 years. And in that time, I've learned a thing or two about painting and the art business in the art world. And with my patrons over on my Patreon page, I share exclusive time lapses, critique videos, access to the exclusive community, the Facebook page that's associated with that uh, Patreon page, uh, and also the video version of this podcast. There's loads of content there loads and loads, and it's only five bucks a month. So if that sounds like you, you want to take your painting and your art even further in 2022, be a pleasure to have you there, and you'll get to see the video version of this podcast. How cool is that? All right, I'm going to get out of your hair, bring you Talia Stanton. So without further ado, here she is. This is Talia Stanton in the Creative Endeavor. Kalia Stanton, welcome to the Creative Endeavor podcast. What a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Seriously, it is an absolute honor. I've been following you for I don't even know how long. Let's
0: get into it. I'm just so excited for this episode. Oh, likewise. Epic. Awesome. Awesome. Look, I want to kick things off. There's so many different directions that I want to go in. But right now, for the people listening, go and follow Talia right now on Instagram. I'll make sure that I give the Instagram in that the show notes and the description with this podcast. But I find you just so ridiculously inspiring. So I'm looking at your work, right? And it's it's fantastic, it's whimsical, it's kind of otherworldly. You've got all this different mix of ener- energy and imagery in there. It's kind of abstract, it's kind of representational at the same time. You're skating this fine line between two, so many worlds at once. I can see one of your beautiful yeah. paintings behind you right now. So for the people uh, watching the video version of this, they'll have a real treat and be able to see that kick us off Talia you're you're, I hope you don't mind me saying this I don't mean to patronize but you're very young and and so so, I'm a child
1: yes
0: So this this journey didn't start that long ago for you but but kick us off how did your art journey start for you
1: wow um well my art journey started when I was 12 years old, I would say, I decided that I wanted to get into this really awesome school, just a local one, Ballarat Clarendon College. I absolutely just, oh, so, so amazing. Um, But I decided that I wanted to get in there. And the financial situation of my family meant that I could only go in if I got a scholarship. I missed the first one. I didn't get it. So... For the next couple of years, I worked my butt off, and I created so many pieces of artwork, like hundreds of pieces. Just I was so focused on achieving this thing that I wanted that I wanted to get, and I ended up getting the scholarship the next year and doubled the amount that we were hoping, which was so so incredible. Um, but around that time, I was 15 years old, and that's when I started selling my artwork professionally on Facebook. This was back when organic reach on Facebook was a massive massive thing so I found a lot of success doing it that way and I loved absolutely loved connecting with collectors individually one-on-one seeing them having meetups and all of these wonderful things like they would come to my house and be in my bedroom where I would paint and they'd come and get their painting and yeah it was just just absolutely incredible doing it that way and that really inspired me because at that point I had no idea how a gallery relationship worked I had no idea like that publishers existed or all of these different things that are more traditional in the fine art market and I looked at that and I was like I don't want to do that I don't want to do that like that to me felt so separated and it felt so you know just a little just a little just a little hoity-toity like I really wasn't into it it wasn't my thing it's just not it's not my thing and yeah from then I just decided like I want to do this myself I want to actually give this a go and pioneer a path for other artists to do the same which is you know I've done it and that feels incredible and it's such a sense of accomplishment honestly um But I was interested in going to one particular art school. I won't name it. um, And I went in for the interview, had my awesome portfolio, (laughs) year 12. It was so dark. It was so dark. I studied the seven deadly sins. (laughs) Couldn't be anything further from this. Yeah, it was just total up and down. Um, But yeah, they were looking at my stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, this is nice. And I said... So what are you guys actually going to be teaching me in terms of skill? And when I leave this place, what am I going to do? Like, what opportunities are going to be there for me? What are you going to teach me in order to run a successful business and thrive independently? Verbatim, they said, we're not going to teach you anything as much. It's just going to be a community of artists. A community of artists. For the hundreds of thousands of dollars that is art school, And i looked at them and i said when instagram exists are you kidding me (laughs) are you joking so i just picked up my stuff and was like you know not happening and on the train ride home i spoke to my mother and i was just like that place is just not me like it's just not me it's so separated from the collector and the person that's viewing it and the person that's connecting with the artwork it's in a cold Just blank space, they can't picture it in their home, in their lives, and it feels really exclusive and not in the sense where it's like, oh, it's an exclusive thing to order. Like, you know, it's exclusive as in people are being excluded from experiencing it. And that really bothered me because I felt very excluded in a lot of ways throughout my life. And that's something that I never wanted to do to anyone that's viewing my work. That's A very big important value of mine and yeah from there I started painting in my mum's kitchen in the the kitchen the dining room and yeah it just grew from there and so much painting a lot of trial and error failing quite a lot and then TikTok came along and I jumped on the opportunity because Gary Vaynerchuk told me to do it so I listened and I did it (laughs) yeah, that was, that's what turned into this. And it's been an incredible journey. And I'm very humbled. And it's just wild. And it's all gone by in the flash of an eye. Like, honestly, You,
0: you know, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this. And, and forgive me, we might jump all around yeah. in, in this podcast. But Your artwork to me, it just looks like somebody kind of took the lid off your brain and it just, it just, all these ideas and all this imagery is just pouring out of you and you seem, you seem so open and like this free spirit you get that sense when you look at your paintings, I'm really, I'm really interested in what makes an artist tick like where does this stuff come from what 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 was that driving force what was it like for you growing up like before you kind of discovered your artistic voice what was what was it like do do you mind me asking that because
1: yeah it's
0: it's it's interesting like like where people come from we all have a story right
1: yeah absolutely thank you for that question that's that's a brilliant question and one i haven't had in a very long time so thank you for that I was the child that marched to the beat of her own drum. You couldn't tell me to do anything. As soon as someone said, Talia, you have to do this, I'd put my he- I'd put my arms up, go like this, and go, Nah, make me, make me. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like, I did not do a shred of homework throughout VCE. I didn't do any of it in VCE at like this really like elite private school. I didn't do any homework. Hendo, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But, yeah, just I was the sort of kid that was very different and, like, just extremely different. Like, I was spent a lot of my time being isolated and growing up, that's something that can feel painful, but in hindsight, I'm so grateful for it because, number one, it's character development, honestly, it just is, and... It gave me so much drive to want to prove myself, but also it gave me all of this free time to create art, which is something that I'm very, very grateful for. But to me, it was it started as number one, escapism. And it was a way for young little me to get validation. Like, I can't give you any answer that isn't my honest truth. So I love the validation. I'm an ENFP. I'm like, <laughs> I, just, I just, I love it. Like, and we all do, but that blossomed into something that, okay, like, what do I actually want to use it for? Like, how can I actually inspire people and how can I make a difference in this world? And how can I leave it a better place than I found it and create a legacy for myself that also impacts so many other people's lives like I can't even begin to just dis- like to even talk about the messages that I get and the things that people share with me that are so personal and just how how what I'm doing has inspired them to actually be able to do this um this off the top of my head I'm thinking of one of my girlfriends we've spoken a little bit she's lovely um she asked me some tips on how to sell a piece one-on-one with collectors and I sent her a few voice messages saying this is what to like do this do this and then follow up with this and then she came back to me about a week later saying just how incredible that information was in that she was then able to get commissions and now she's got someone that's you know going to be a lifelong collector because of that and that is just absolutely incredible and i want to be able to do that sort of thing for more people like i'm so proud of this artist for doing this like and i'm so proud of everyone that wants to pursue this as a career because it's such a beautiful life that we're able to have these days because now has like there has never been a better time to be an artist It's just absolutely incredible and I want to be able to share that beauty and to inspire people to do the same and that's just how I feel about it.
0: I, I can see that there's a real yeah and, and you you just get that that overwhelming sense from just scrolling through your social media you know like on instagram yeah. and, and uh this this uh, kind of openness and willingness to share I, I just want to share something with the people listening and and i hope you don't mind me reading this out this is from one of your recent posts and um i just love this this just got me talia what end result do i want for artists joining this course so you're a teacher as well and and i want i want people to go and follow that so they they can take advantage of some of this teaching to be able to live a beautiful life freely and thrive through the sale of your artwork to have all the necessary resources in order to flourish as a creative and grow into guiding light that inspires fellow artists to pursue their calling this is something that i can tell like is really, important to you to, to actually unlock that yeah. for other people. So what what role do you see there for yourself in terms of 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 facilitating that? Because this is a thing I found is just it, it, it people hold themselves back, right? You know, like it's like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's either too competitive or it's okay. oversaturated or whatever, or you know, they're, they're like, oh, well, you're doing it, so I, I can't do it too. But the thing that I found is just no like such
1: you... thing as composite as competition. Oh, thank There's you, no amen. Such thing as competition. Yes,
0: exactly right. And and so the thing is, is it's it... so stupid, like, <laughs> honestly, and because yeah.
1: not only like in your professional career, selling artwork and originals. That collector can buy work from both you and the other artists. You can, everyone can win. Like, I don't understand this whole thing of competition in the art community. It just doesn't exist. It really doesn't. And if it does, it's just in your head. Like, just being, like fighting through that and realizing that it's a bit like, when one of us wins, we all win.
0: If only like more it's of changing
1: us. the narrative.
0: Mm. If only more of us felt that way, though, right? You know, it's it's yeah. um, it's quite it's quite interesting because that that's not the first place that people go to mentally. But I I think what no. what it what takes what, time what, and
1: practice and self awareness
0: absolutely and, and what <laughs> yeah. what i i see here is that you you are unlocking well look i'm going to speak for myself you're unlocking something for me so by following this i'm kind of it makes me want to just go out there and share more like i'll give i'll give you a little bit of uh, insight here so we 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 used to um you know just just from my own kind of online business, uh, you know, what, what we're doing over here with our efforts, we, we used to struggle to get, and I say we, cause we took on an editor who works for us uh, full time, shout out to Liam. And, and we used to struggle to get one video out every two weeks. Like a lot goes into the videos. We're now putting out five unique pieces of video content every single week from one every two weeks to five. And what I found is that by putting that out there and oh by sharing more, by sharing more, like more people are watching that, but it's like, people are like, man, I'm just going to go out there and do it. I'm going to go out there and do it. Yes. Thank you for this. That's awesome. That to me, I don't know. I I I'm all over the place. It's more
1: rewarding than anything else.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's, it feels way better than sales, honestly, like just so much better because it's, you're actually connecting with someone and especially too as artists, we are very isolated creatures. (laughs) we just we just are we a, a lot of us thrive in that sort of situation mm. but yeah just seeing the impact that it makes like I feel like for me personally I'm fighting for the six-year-old kid that's painting on their bedroom floor like I'm doing this for the 15-year-old that wants to leave high school and actually pursue it now and I'm also fighting for the 33-year-old single mother that wants to actually do what she wants to do and seeing the results of that, and that it's actually helping people, is overwhelming. It's overwhelming, but it's so beautiful.
0: So tell me, tell me more about this course, then Talia. So, so what, it sounds like like freedom of creative expression is a huge part of it. So, so it wow. a rundown of of what it's all about. Go for it. Plug <laughs> well, away.
1: <there> are... <laughs> Thank you um so there are going to be three courses actually over the next two years the first one is going to be an art business course I haven't named it yet like I'm still I'm within the scripting stage but it's going to be being filmed very very soon um I've got 11 modules so far and it's really in-depth it's literally everything you're going to need to know in order to thrive as an artist professionally but doing it yourself, like I'm not going into the, this is how to get, like get into a gallery, I can touch on that, but I feel the shift in the market and the shift in people's hearts to want to actually do it themselves, because it creates so much freedom, and freedom is my core value, like just be free to do what you want to do, and don't have to answer to anyone, like that's, I love it. Like the nine to five work week terrifies me. Granted, as artists, we work more like 24-7, just in all honesty. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather work so much harder and work because you want to do it and it's something that you want to do versus someone else telling you to do something. But I'm not sure what I can and can't share about the course already because there's, there's a lot. Um, I've been working on it for... I wanna say the better part of a year now, wow, just working wow. on all this information. It's awesome. also been a lovely collaborative effort. Like I've out to my audience regularly and ask them about it. Not too regularly, so it's all in their face, but you know, every, every few months I ask, what do you guys wanna see from me? What can actually really help you? Like, what do you need? What do you need now? What do you need in five years time? Like just, mm-hmm. and that's been so incredible. I've found that artists, need help with the finances like taxes and stuff but unfortunately because like because the course is going to be international I can't I, I can't just yeah. I can't give as much information as I'd want to if it was something that was just within Australia like mm-hmm. absolutely but there are so many different laws and regulations and criteria that you have to meet but um yeah it's going to be incredible and then I've got another course which is going to be how to print your own work like had like, you've seen our printer set up. We've got two ginormous wide format printers. Show me. They are. Show me. Oh, it's Come on. Messy it's... Like, come on. Oh, Let's do it. All right. All right. Behind the so scenes, folks. Look
0: at this. <laughs> In the studio names. of Talia Stanton. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. They've
1: got names. The little one is called Shermie and the big one's called Beth from Adventure Time. <laughs>
0: so we've got
1: the Canon Pro 2100 and the Pro 4100. They are. Wow money printers, essentially, just in all honesty. Wow,
0: wow. They are, they are. Like,
1: I think that having a a healthy relationship with money is a really important thing as an artist because we're just force fed this idea of the starving artist when it couldn't be anything Mm. further from the truth, honestly. The amount of money that you can make is literally endless. Like, because, well, we don't trade time for money for the first thing, and plus, well, well hang, hang on, hang
0: on one second, one second, one second. Hang on, I I don't mean to break your flow or slow <laughs> you down, but you just you just dropped a bomb there on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> this is the trap. This is the trap that that early, early on, I I was thinking about this from a from a standpoint of going when I was working a job, I was like, this sucks, man. And you get in a trap where your time you're trading that time for money. So what you just said mm-hmm. there, like you're basically breaking that paradigm. You're, you're moving past that now to where you're now that that's not, that's not the limiting factor. So, so, so uh, all kinds of things I want to ask you here, all kinds of things you want to ask you first, okay, of all, go for it. first of all, the, the mindset in terms of finances, were you always like this? Did it always, were you always kind of great with this abundance mindset or has this come out of a place of lack? <clears throat> when, when I when I asked that, no, 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 hang on <laughs> a second. Let me qualify that. Let me qualify that. Because I was broke and my broke, my brokenness, my brokenness came from broke thinking, right?
1: No, yeah. no, seriously.
0: Like, okay. So yeah, when no, I started you, out, you're, I get you're, it. I
1: get yeah, it. You're
0: you're in Dalesford. So I for the people listening to the podcast, you might have heard this the story before, but I was living in a uh I was living in a, a factory warehouse unit with Rachel and our, our two dogs and a cat. And, and I one morning, I, I gotta tell you this. Okay. So so we're there, we're there in an industrial factory unit. Uh David Bromley, shout out David Bromley. He's at one side of that unit with his epic, beautiful gallery. It had just finished being set up and it wasn't actually open when we were there. Just but when I left, they started opening here the old weekend. But I remember we were there for like a solid year across the little alleyway from me was an engineering fabrication place two doors down was a lady julie if she's still there she was making muesli and breakfast cereal like farm style country road or something like that down the way there was a guy or there was an industrial laundry right and so it was dusty it was whatever i remember one morning i come out i let the dogs go out for for a wee in the morning right i'm like come on go to the bathroom do your thing And I'm out there with a mug of coffee, my, my gown on and my PJ pants and slippers and Julie rocks up to work. And she's like, oh, you're here early. And then she looks at me. She's like, you never left. I said, Julie, I live here. And she's like looking at the factory unit. She's going, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's quite (laughs) nice. You ought to see it inside. But I'm telling you right now, broke AF, broke. Yeah. So, so, but a lot of that was a result of, of, of. I, I'm gonna say it as a result of mindset. So, and 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 you're so right that so many of us creatives have got the the broke mindset, and we buy into the starving artist, or we know we're gonna have to struggle. So, what I want people to hear is that okay, it doesn't need to be that way. Success no, leaves clues. And right now, okay, this is a very rude question. Forgive me. Um, how old? Are, how old are you, Talia? How old are you? I'm
1: 22.
0: 20, good, Night. 22. Okay. <laughs> Right now, listen, listen. You are you are killing it right now. You're killing it. Twenty two years old and you're killing it. And this is epic, man. Yeah, I have never there, heard. There
1: is something that I want to say. Um, on okay, that poverty mindset. Mm, mm. Um, when I first started this career, I had twenty dollars to my name, twenty bucks, at twenty dollars. I face painted on the weekends. I like. You hustled. I. I hate that word. I hate oh, the word hustle. Like, honestly, sorry. I okay. hate the word hustle. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like I just, prefer, I just prefer like just hard work. Cause when you hear hustle, it comes, like it comes with a bunch of other connotations and I'm sure. currently fighting through hustle culture and just getting that out of my mind because oh, wow. okay. man, it, it's, it's good temporarily, but mm-hmm. when you've been doing it for, you know, years and years it can weigh on you especially after last year like everyone felt that we all felt what that was doing to us like just yeah especially the last couple of months it was hard am I allowed mm-hmm. to swear on this
0: uh oh I bleep it out but yeah it was effing hard okay <laughs> no okay. worries no
1: worries okay. yeah it was it was it was <laughs> we're, awesome. we're Aussies guys we can't help it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, honestly um yeah but yeah like it it was it was difficult but as of January this year we I turned that $20 and we have just made our first million in art sales. Wow. I'm a 22 year old child painting in her grandmother's cottage.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. Okay. Isn't
1: that wild?
0: That that is, that is like insane, Andrew- Talia. That is insane. I'm turning bright red right now because I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but that, no, that's so cool. It's, so
1: it's cool. wild. Yeah. yeah, but like I'm saying that not to brag because like no. just that's that's not what it's about. But it's like mm-hmm. look at what is possible. And mm-hmm. you know what? It really doesn't matter what your artwork looks like. It doesn't. Really? Like what matters? Is your marketing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I will say that without a shadow
0: of a doubt. Absolutely. Secret sauce here then. Okay. Secret sauce time. What, what would you say then would be the, the, the kind of deciding factor? What, what are, what are these marketing strategies? Do you mind, you know, given our, our listeners here on the creative endeavor, a bit of a scoop as to what, what, what are these strategies that you're employing? You can be as vague or as specific as you like because you can't just How drop a bomb like that. The- you, you can't just say that on the podcast and let that go. I mean that's that's epic. That's a scoop right there. That's amazing. Congratulations by the way. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It is it is a team effort. I I can't do it without my team, honestly, without my um my fiance Andrew and I can't do it without my mother who works for me full-time now and I provide for not only just myself but my mom and my siblings and that's just so so incredible it's a goal that I've always had to retire my family um but yeah where do I even begin with that I, I really want to stress that it truly doesn't matter what your artwork looks like it really it couldn't matter less, honestly. You could be creating stuff like Andrew's. You could be creating stuff like mine. You could be creating little line drawings that are just singular, you know, and they form this idea of a face. It just, what matters is how good you are at telling a story and how good you are at marketing. And it's a skill that's learned, but you can be born with natural charisma. I sure as hell wasn't. I wasn't, I, I was that kid meowing in the corner of the classroom because I didn't know how to interact with other human beings. <laughs> you learn and um, I, I will have to shout out Charisma on Command on YouTube. Like they've actually taught me a lot, quite a bit actually, and just how to engage and yeah. but And it's the tone in your voice. Brilliant it's channel. the vision that you have for your artwork. Really, isn't it fantastic? But um, on that for, you know, it doesn't matter what your artwork looks like. I must say the thing that matters the most is your vision and your spirit and what you bring to the table and how you inspire others and what your work's about. What's your vision? Like, what is it about? How, How does it reflect your perspective? how can you translate that into a marketable piece of content that can capture people's attention and hold it for as long as possible? Like that's, that's all i'm gonna give on that subject (laughs) yeah
0: no (laughs) because
1: there's a lot for
0: the course that goes into this wow 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 i'm signing up for your course i'm signing up that's brilliant it's brilliant okay this is okay so so what give me a vision then talia because i I, (laughs) i um I'm a big believer, you know, that the viewer brings the vast majority of meaning when it comes to art that I don't want to really preempt or, yeah. or, or over direct my my viewer. But but the way I kind of think about this is like, okay, they're, they've are they got a life story. They're bringing it to it. So anytime they're looking at a piece of art, it's almost like them looking in a mirror. So what, what they're bringing yeah. to it is what they get out I of agree. it. But when I see your work, okay, I, I again, I see this Okay. Straight up, I'm gonna be honest. Life. Okay. No. no, (laughs) Wow. Okay. But but here's the deal. Like it. It. You, you skate that fine line so beautifully between the abstract and I love to hate on the abstract. Okay. I'm not going to lie, but, but that representational and abstract bringing them together and you create something that's just so beautiful. And I, I'm going to start collecting uh, a few of these, at least your prints. Cause I probably can't afford your originals even, because the value has got to be going up for sure, but, I'll but trade it, it's I'll uh, trade. Uh, deal you're on. Okay. So <laughs> awesome. this is. This is so cool, though. Like, like, like. Let's take take that bee that you did, for instance, the bumblebee, exquisitely well painted. Simple sweetness. Is that what it's called? Oh, beautiful. Simple
1: sweetness. I love it. All the titles are branded. Like every title that you do of your artwork has to has to be branded. Like everything that you do has to be done in context to brand. Like everything.
0: I'm, I'm gonna get out your way okay <laughs> i i i know i know nothing about this let me let me tell you where i'm coming from okay really? so i no no look i i don't I I, I'm a landscape painter from Perth. Okay. I'm a Texas born landscape painter from Perth. I, I just, I, I went into teaching because I had to found out. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love being on YouTube. I love the online thing in terms of marketing and branding. Are you kidding me? I suck. So I I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, but like I've been able to just the, the thing I've got going for me is the grit. I just don't stop working. I'm like you, I don't stop working, I don't stop working. But you've got something that is the missing piece for so many of us. And we're looking at you from afar going, she gets it, she gets it, what is it? I don't know, do you know? I don't know, I don't know, but she's got it. So, so, so. It's
1: being genuine, it's being authentic, it's being yourself. Like I'm looking at your whole setup right now and because I've been watching your videos since I was literally a child, (laughs) <laughs> I, oh, I, I right. understand your brand. I understand your brand. Like what's I my brand? Simply do. What?
0: Okay. What's my brand? Cause I have it's no idea. What's my brand? Very
1: traditional. Like it's very traditional. And I know a little bit of your personality as well too. And something Uh-oh. that I personally love, like <laughs> um, a massive tip that I have is learning your personality type, like the Myers-Briggs test, like the, that stuff. Okay. Um, and also understanding your brand from an archetypal point of view. Like you are the like look at the work that you create. It is calculated, it is detailed, it is borderline perfect. Like, not borderline it is. But Let's stop.
0: Yeah, but thank you. Thank you. Andrew, yeah. mm.
1: if and I've I've literally studied your work. I've studied your work I don't know like I could show you the pieces that I did that were inspired by your pieces and oh, if wow. someone forced me to sit down and paint that again I would fight <laughs> <laughs> I would fight. I don't want to do it
0: that's so cool
1: it's not Eternity my personality red. <laughs> it is not my yeah. personality because it's yeah. very opposite like our artwork could not be more opposite it really could absolutely couldn't.
0: yeah but you because you have I, this freedom I, I guess my point I was trying <laughs> to make Talia is is that you you have this beautiful freedom to your work and you're skating that line as I was saying between the abstract and the representational the representational literally ADHD point. and I have no um but it
1: concentration.
0: works it works and I, I, I I'm works. looking, at, I'm it looking at it going I can't pull that off like look at the what look at the painting that you had printed on the blanket the lion and the portrait epic amazing <sighs> <That> amazing <one. laughs> So uh, I I love it too. It's 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 incredible. So so give me give me an idea of of uh, of this this thought process behind it. everything you produce has got some sort of story to it. It's got a theme. It's got an idea, and then you take that one thing and you run with it. How does this work from a content yeah. point of view, a merchandise point of view, <laughs> a branding point of view? Uh, like I, I'm so fascinated yeah. by that process.
1: Well, they all go in together. Honestly, like. But the thing is, as long as you're authentic, everything that you're going to put out is going to be branded. Because if you're able to create a brand that is your personality, you can just do like everything that you will do is in context to brand. So like even what you're wearing, like, like it's everything, everything. And people notice more than you think that, but yeah, it tells a story. It just says that you're a regular bloke but you like, you love to do this thing and you want to help others and you're inspiring others to do this thing. And your studio is set up. It tells a lot about you. You've got life in there. You've got plants. You've got a guitar. Clearly you or somebody else plays. You've got like a dog in the corner, but it says a lot. It says a lot. It shows people like it humanizes you and it shows that you're down to earth and that you're approachable. And that versus a lot of other artists, that's a completely different story. Most artists wouldn't, wouldn't show this sort of stuff. But it's it's the brand. And it's like do you want to dance the line between being like Mr. Fine artist or you know, person that's just authentic that they are just a human and they're just sharing a little piece of their inspiration and their perspective with others. And it's being really authentic and honest with ourselves like what do we want to achieve? How do we want to inspire people? What work do we want to create? How do we want to express what we have to offer to the world? it's, it's everything. It's literally everything. And with creating content, like you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head as soon as you as soon as you open the YouTube channel, honestly, like the consistent quality is just absolutely outstanding, honestly. But, you know, especially creating up like content on your phone, like it takes It takes a learning curve and artists please stop speeding up every single shot seriously you're just losing people's attention that's the one piece of advice like if you're like you've seen tiktoks and reels where artists like like not it not time lapses just like regular shots but they've Mm. just Mm. well they've sped it up to like times 10 times 20 and like it is a little bit jarring just watching it and i used to do it but when i found that i didn't do it my my organic reach just exploded and Mm -hmm. it's mixing up the shots. It's keeping it dynamic and interesting. But the biggest thing for branding your content, I would say is just the words coming out of your mouth and how you say it. Like, wow. Honestly, honestly. Wow.
0: That's so interesting. That's so interesting because I hope you don't mind me getting a little personal here because I, I look at my, uh, my, my, I've I've got, I'm kind of the weird guy as well. Like I I wasn't meowing in the back of the class, but I was making some weird noises. I'm sure, you know, (laughs) hardly, hardly any friends, real loner. And then it took me so long to work out who I was. So when I jumped on camera, I was terrified because I kept thinking, well, what if they don't like me? And then I was, because the thought was, well, because they they never really have. And then it wasn't until I just went, you know what? So
1: what?
0: what? I'm showing up. Now, since doing this, I've made some friends that are like lifelong friends just from doing this online. Like most of my friends now are because I showed up on YouTube, you know, shout out to Samuel. And you will. He's like my brother from another mother. He's an amazing guy, beautiful guy. He was on the <laughs> podcast recently and, 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 you know, one of my best mates and we'll, we'll be lifelong friends. But if I didn't show up on YouTube, I wouldn't have met that guy and I don't have to watch what I say around yeah. him at all. Like I found that I was yeah, like, oh, exactly. h- how do I? So, so, so that, that must be, I, I hope that's encouraging for people to hear that is it show up and be you, yeah. right? Be you.
1: And something else that I have to add to that is, and this is something that, motivates my work it's a massive massive motivator for me and it's you're going to die we're gonna die one day we're not gonna be here like what do you want to do with your life honestly do you want to spend it (laughs) (laughs) but honestly though it's like Do you want someone telling you what to do with your life or do you want to have freedom do you want to actually do the thing that you want to do do you want to leave an impact do you want to inspire people do you want to do this but with that said doing this and doing it yourself is a lot of responsibility it's a massive responsibility it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort and you can't do it alone and you need to be humble enough to admit that and know that you can't do it there was a time where I did everything myself including packaging all of the prints and there are I don't even know how many and we've sold well over 10,000 prints and (laughs) it's wild it's honestly wild and but I used to do it all myself and I overworked myself to the point where I was getting night terrors and like my I was getting like eye infections because I was simply working myself to the bone like it was it was really really bad it was I'm not gonna sugarcoat it it was awful wow but wow yeah but having people. Oh my God! Oh! Sorry, I just one of my paintings just sold. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just live on the podcast
0: here, folks. Tali just sold a painting. Okay, tell me oh about gosh, this. Tell to... me about this.
1: Um the the painting.
0: Share the or moment with us. What... Let's go.
1: Um. Sierra in the United States. States, I think it's Tennessee, but into paradise and that's the big um dark blue one it was actually inspired by james cameron's avatar because i'm waiting for the next one and (laughs) i love bioluminescence i am obsessed with bioluminescence i literally anything that glows and has that inner life and just like it's like look at me i'm looking like my artwork right now but like it just yeah it awesome. fascinates me so much. Like I'm literally so obsessed with life and that idea that like one day we're not gonna be here, like stop and smell the roses. Yeah. You know, like I'll d- I'll
0: actually tell Sam experience life. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell Sam <laughs> different Sam this time, not Samuel, Earp, but Sam. Sam knows who he is. He's working in Weta workshops right now and he's been working on the latest avatar. So hurry up, Sam. Hurry up. So uh yeah, he's down in Wellington. Are you,
1: you yeah, soon. yeah, 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 you you yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is came serious? to he came is to see serious?
0: me he came to see me at the studio and uh yeah so Sam hurry up Tally wants to see Avatar too. Let's go. This is so Sam. cool. So so you just you just you just sold a painting on the podcast. That's epic. And yeah. and so tell me about this this painting. So bioluminescence and and so somebody yeah. buys this from Tennessee. So are they buying online off your online store? Is yeah, it off the website I mean- or from social media? They're buying it. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, everyone comes through social media to the website. Um, I do, yeah. I've done the entire website myself. I love Squarespace to bits. Um, wow. but I've, I've, I'm not sure if you've taken a look at my new print page, but it is so epic. And that converted so many sales on the first day. Andrew, I've wow. told, I've told you <laughs> was okay. like it was pretty wild. Okay. You know, nah, screw it. I'll tell you guys. Um, in 24 hours, I remind you guys that I'm a 20, 22 year old, Kid, um, we did seventy-five thousand dollars in twenty-four hours. Gross, gross revenue in twenty-four hours. Look at what is possible. Look at what we can do. I'm a kid. (laughs) You can
0: learn this this stuff. This is insane. Listen, I I really appreciate you sharing (laughs) this with us. I I can't tell you what a treat it is because you know, there, there's so many questions to, to, that are coming to mind. And I know people listening to the podcast are oh. screaming at me right now going, Andrew, <laughs> ask her this. I want to know how. So, so this is one thing that I've learned and, and and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So you mentioned that you love Squarespace, like the ease of accessibility. Like, first of all, you got to have a website. You got to have a place where people, you have to.
1: You where have people to can buy off
0: the website. So do you list the price? You don't list the price. They can buy it directly right then and there. Tell me about that. How do you make it easy
1: for your customers? Okay make it as easy as possible for someone to come and see your work and purchase it. Seriously. None of this DM for a price list, email for inquiries. Seriously. It's pretentious. Knock it off. No one wants to see that. Andrew, would you buy a, a piece of art doing that? I I,
0: I, I'm ashamed right now because this is exactly the game that I play because some of the paintings that I saw, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm embarrassed about how much they are.
1: No, oh, seriously, it's oh. fine. If that's your brand, that's a totally okay thing to do. It depends on your price list, it depends on your collectors, who they are, where you sell it. Like, this yeah. is, I'm talking yeah. for the person that wants to do it themselves and wants that one on one connection with their collector. Like, but if that works for you, that is seriously fantastic. And I, I, I wouldn't say it's working. Work I, I
0: wouldn't say it's working for me. Again, I think this is a mindset thing. But I, okay, I'm going to take your advice on work. I'm going to <laughs> do. I'm going to do what you want. Well, clearly, it's working. Okay. List so number your pieces, one, prices your easy.
1: prices. Hold on. I'm, okay. I'm popping up my originals right now, so we can have a little bit of a look at what it is that I do because I just I edit it so often that I can't really you
0: know? I'll tell you what um, I'm going to do, Talia. This is what I'm going to do for the people that are, are watching the video version of this podcast. I'm going to put okay, in a screen it. grab here of a, yeah, a screen like, right. recording of your, uh, of your website. And I'll add it in there and post so people can go to your print page, your original page, and we can all observe and learn what you're doing from a business standpoint of ease of access, okay. getting those collectors in there, making it easy for them to buy. Awesome.
1: Um, I can give you a couple of tips right off the bat, but you'll be able to see that just through looking at some of these pages. So for example, if Andrew will pop up one of the original section on my website, um, you can see that there are a lot of photographs of the artwork. You want to see, like, to be able to see the close-up details and it from afar. The photos that I've just taken here are actually just with my iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, I did all of my studio photography, and all... Um, the print photography with the 13 Pro Max. Um, the quality is just fantastic. If you have the opportunity to upgrade your phone, just do it seriously. <laughs> the, like you want to create the best looking content for everything that you can. And it's a tax write-off because it's for your business. There you go. <laughs> so I all like-
0: That's awesome. That's so awesome. A lot of-
1: depending on the price that you're charging for your original work, I always recommend offering free shipping this. I could not stress it enough because I don't know about you, Andrew, but I'll be looking at stuff online. And if someone charges $17 to ship a hundred dollar item, I'll be like, no, no, not interested. But any like, but if the item was say $120, I'd be okay buying it if it was free shipping. It's just something that it does in our minds. Like just anytime you can put free on your website, just do it. (laughs) Well, not not always, but you know, just a figure of speech. Um, But I work through Pack and Send and I just bring the artwork through to them and they package everything and then they ship it off. Granted a courier piece to... Dubai could cost me $1,000 to ship it, but it's guaranteed to be safe. It's going to be fine and we can insure it. And it's like, it's wonderful. But if a paint, if you're selling an artwork for $15,000, you better be offering free shipping. Like.
0: For sure. sure. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. It's
1: empathy for the consumer. It's empathy for the person that's collecting your artwork and Look,
0: that, that's, at the that's end of the piece day, what's a thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what's a thousand
1: dollars if you're spending fifteen? Like, if you're if you're profiting, let's say, you know, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. What's an extra thousand to make that sale? And as well, too, you are not limited by the sales of your original artwork in order to thrive. You're just yeah. not. A single artwork, a single image, can make hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Like. It's this, as, as you were saying before, like it's this abundance mindset and just realizing that the opportunity is there. The opportunity has never been as good as it is right now. What are you doing about it? Like, mm. just, just start creating content. Just, mm. I, I can't stress it enough, but mm. go for, go for consistent quality over quantity that's that's my that's my biggest thing like that's a big thing for creative sustainability because especially over the last year it's really taught a lot of us that sustainability is ridiculously important like success is fine and like it's wonderful but if you are not mentally okay you can't enjoy it so what's the point like You know, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about the successes in like someone, you know, seeing your work and doing that and like the legacy side of things I'm talking about within yourself, like, you know, it can make it difficult just being completely honest, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I used a, to
0: think that from a health standpoint, yeah. if I wasn't feeling 100%, I didn't paint well. But you're quite right yeah. about the emotional state as well. If you're not. But if you you're go not...
1: through an identity crisis. It's like you're going through art block, but it's like a thousand times worse because it's like this idea of this thing was supposed to make me happy. I haven't been taking care of myself. Why hasn't it made me happy?
0: Oh my goodness. I'm there now. I'm there now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I get, I get a business talk and I get therapy too, at the same time. This is awesome. So, 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 okay. So, okay. How, how do, how do we snap back into it? And because look, this is so awesome. You're, you're producing this stuff. You're, you're 22 years old. You've cracked a million dollars already. You made good night. You made $75,000 in 24 hours on print sales. So, so this is, how do you, how do you stop that from making you go absolutely mental? Because the success can sometimes be a hindrance as well. You know, cause a lot of people like, I, I tell you what happened post-show like, I, and I've been very, very blessed in my past. I had a couple of sellout shows. I did pretty good for a little nice. while there. Um, but post-show I was, I was a heap. I I was rubbish. I couldn't, I couldn't paint. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even work out. I just felt like I, I was stagnant. Yeah. So how do you, uh, how do you stop the success from, from getting the better of you?
1: Oh, um, you know, cause, cause some people, they, they, yeah. how, do you, how do
0: you keep an even keel like throughout this? Because you, you get the success has, has a, as a, a, um, it comes
1: with cost. Yeah, a cost. It's not free. Yeah. Like it's not free. For sure. Like, you have to sacrifice like there's a lot of sacrifice to do this and it's like what goals that what goals do you want like do you want to be the artist making $75,000 a year okay well you need to do this amount of work in order to do that do you want to get up to the five six hundred thousand mark you like the level of work to reach here is a hell of a lot different from the work over here but to get to the 1000000 you need assistance. You need a team. You need people that are behind the idea and the vision that you have for the world. Like you need people that are invested in it. And like, I've um, like my mother, she's absolutely incredible. Like I'm so grateful to have been, to have lucked into being born into a family where they believe that happiness is so much more important than anything else. It's like, It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much, like how successful you are. Success is happiness. I've got that written in my diary right now. Success is happiness.
0: So the money, the money is just a a bonus for you then.
1: Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it for too long because number one, it'll overwhelm you. And two, your motivators will be in the wrong place.
0: Right. People have done
1: atrocious things in the name of money. Don't let it yeah. be something that can be a corrupting force. It can be something wonderful. Have, like? What do you want to achieve that can actually give back? Something that's a massive thing for me is that this financial year, I want to have donated $50,000 for wildlife conservation. That's a goal that I have. But in order to do that, like I'm donating 5% of everything. So this financial year, I need to get to that million in order to do that. So that's what I'm working towards. Like, I just, I love animals too. I love Avatar. Sam, get onto it. <laughs> you know, like that's just, that's a really important thing for me because, you know, being someone that wasn't very well liked, like within her peer group, animals were a sanctuary, you know? Like I have a lot to offer, like to, you know, to be grateful for and like for them, you know, like, like if you haven't been in love with an animal, like you just don't like, it's difficult to, yeah. But like, there's so much of that that goes behind the scenes that, you know, they're, they're there for you and no words need to be spoken. It's an energy thing. And it's this, you know, and like, that's something that I really want to achieve, but yeah, I, just the level of output of work that you need to do in order to reach these goals. Like, and just be really honest, what do you need and what do you want?
0: Okay like I need to make a
1: certain yeah it's being so honest with yourself and it's a process like it doesn't just happen overnight you don't wake up one day knowing who you are and what you want to achieve in the world you just don't it's it's a process it evolves like and have a vision for the person that you want to be in 30 years time who are they what have they achieved what legacy do they have how have they helped people how have they made the world better
0: so do you do you have you know something that's important for me and, and this was really important early on when i was going through a, a massive personal development phase i had like heroes i had art heroes but i had people that i really looked up to and wanted to kind of you know like they, they've got something happening over there what, what are their strategies i'll give you mine you know when i was yeah. first starting my my content you know for, from just a, an online business side of things and a content i i was There, there were three names that that were, that that kept coming up for me. Two of them were chefs. One of them was, uh, none of them were artists. Okay, so there's Bear Grylls, right? Uh, Who was who who was just out there doing it, and I loved how he took something that was impossible, and he just took you for a ride. You know, he was like he was out there, you know, having an adventure, you know, squeezing water out of camel dung to rehydrate himself in the desert. Like it was, it was. Far out and ridiculous, but I love the way he would present. Yeah. Right. Okay. I love the way he would present these okay. ideas. No, Hey, watch Bear Grylls. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, but, but the other guy was Jamie Oliver, you know, and Jamie Oliver from a business standpoint was somebody who did an amazing job with this branding. So when you're talking about being a giant. In branding.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So, so he's being authentic we're talking about charisma, right. As well. Like he's just the guy he's got, he's owning every part of his personality And you just were, you feel like you're in Jamie's kitchen. He's cooking for you. And, and, and you're like, and, and, but here's the other thing that I loved about him. Accessibility. He's doing it. Now you can do it. And it's like, oh, now I know how to make the perfect quiche. Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. So
1: absolutely. And and from a slightly,
0: slightly different point of view was this guy, uh, Heston Blumenthal. Now. Heston was doing the, well, he's another chef. Okay. But he's, he was doing this thing from a, from, you know, a TV chef, but he was a science guy. He was about the science of cooking and he would take really out there concepts and he would just wow you with what he was able to create. And I remember like he was doing this thing about um, Heston's feasts, I think it was called. And I straight up ripped, ripped off his intro and I met that was my first channel trailer or my first video trailer I was taking line by line what he was saying it's like what I want to do here is I want to teach you how to make the perfect whatever at home or whatever so I said what I want to do is demystify my techniques nice. so you can paint these pictures at home I just line by line but so I was looking at these people going wow what do they have I'm curious who are your heroes? Who are the people that Talia Stanton really looks up to, you know, from a business standpoint, from a personal standpoint, from a, you know, just a hero standpoint, oh Who, who's on your Mount Rushmore?
1: Wow. Um I have a lot of artists that I really greatly admire, but if I'm being entirely honest, my... My heroes are my community. Awesome. Like I want, I want to earn what I've got, like this incredible opportunity. Like, don't get me wrong. It's taken a lot of work, but without your community, you've got nothing. You're just a person painting in their studio. Like they've given me a platform so I can have a voice and I can actually make change in the world. So to me, they're my heroes and I'll do everything I can to be so present within that community and give them what they want and like, just give them what they need to help them and to make this a reality for them. There are, I'd have to say a hero of mine personally, I unfortunately, I don't actually know their name. I think their name's Leonard or something like that. I don't know, um, but it's the creator behind like stories of old on YouTube. It's a okay. philosophy channel. Um, cool. They discuss, I, I I love philosophy and just that idea of living our best lives and like self-actualization and discovery and self-awareness I feel like is so important for the creative mind because without it like we can't create work that's that's that really resonates with ourselves and with ourselves and if it doesn't resonate with ourselves like it'll really struggle to resonate with somebody else in a really authentic and genuine way but yeah there are there are a lot. And honestly, like my family as well. I, um, I don't, I honestly don't spend as much time with them as I would like because of the sheer amount of work. Like I'm a workaholic in all honesty, like it's a blessing and a curse, (laughs) Um, but yeah, just I want to be able to give them back the opportunities that they've given me. And by that, it's just, I was lucky enough to be born into a family that values self-expression and humility and honesty and just being happy and that didn't listen to teachers and didn't listen to to anyone else but their true Norse you know like just yeah and I want to be able to give back like hence why you know. <laughs> Not to say, not to exactly quote Tom Holland or anything, but you know, it's very easy to say that they work for me, but really I work for them. And I work for the community and I work for my partner and I work for my brother and sister and I work for making it a better place for artists to be just just in the world. And that we've got this incredible opportunity and we can actually do something with it and we can make a lasting impact yeah, and share our perspective. Like back on the thing that we were discussing earlier about bioluminescence. Like I'm so obsessed with life, and that this could literally be our one chance to actually experience it and to be a human being of all things. Do you know the odds of being a human and alive when the internet exists and we're able to just uh, we're able to talk right now? Like that is just absolutely insane. Do you ever have moments where you just like realize that you're sentient and you're just like, whoa?
0: <laughs> Every day
1: right oh
0: my yeah. god
1: yeah it's, it's wild it, I mean, and
0: it's just mm,
1: mm. i'm getting existential okay
0: well <laughs> no no this up. is good i mean look I and i'll tell you straight up like i i i start the day with a <laughs> prayer every day um and i i thank the lord for the day that he has made or I, i'll rejoice and be glad in it and my wife and i will sit there with a cup of coffee and we'll look at our, our our son who's four months old now and we'll just be like what a beautiful kid what a what an amazing life like this is incredible you know thank you lord for this and then we we get to rejoice in, in the opportunity that we've been given this is a thing though that i i've kind of there's been a huge shift in my life as well since since you know just personally since becoming a christian as well it used to be so external for me now i'm not saying that for everybody that they they have to access this through something like Christianity it just happened to be the thing that worked for me is that is that it used to be all about me and my effort my thing this that I did that and then it became this thing no 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 it it, it ain't you buddy. You have an opportunity that was given to you. It's a gift. Look after it as if it's a precious gift. And I found that, that when I, when I looked at it different and saw it for what it was, that none of this stuff is a given. This is an opportunity. You just happen to wake up. You just happen to be a human being. As you were saying, I love that. Like the chances of this being alive at this time are, are, are ridiculously slim. And I've said on the podcast in the past, several times, there has never been a better time to be an artist. I said exactly those words. Yeah, you know, in several of these, these episodes. And I stick to that, even though the world's a very weird place right now. And, and, you know, this podcast, I don't get into it with people about, you know, people know that I'm a little bit (laughs) of a conspiracy theorist, but I I put that to one side. It doesn't matter where we're coming from and how we're looking at this. The fact is that when we focus on something like that, you know, it robs us of the present moment, regardless of where you're coming from, when you focus on it, it robs you the present moment. You have the opportunity right now to do your thing and create out of love in your heart. Go and do that thing. Be you. Go do it. And, and I, yeah. I, you know, and by you shining and doing this, like Talia, like what you're doing, you inadvertently give other people permission to shine. And that's
1: what to I love about this. So yeah. I can
0: tell that that being an artist and and reaching out to other artists is a huge part of what you do.
1: Absolutely. That's Definitely. Epic. Yeah just it's honestly just so wild and for me personally like the way that I feel like my work reflects that like it just it looks like life you know like it's just it's just like I'm I'm personally not religious but like for me I see it like I will like like I will worship nothing but just life and energy and just embracing the opportunity that we have like just to even be alive and experience anything is a gift It it is it is a gift so like what are we going to do with it you know like it really uh oh, just it, it makes me so emotional just thinking about it but yeah like just even if you look at equinox for example like you can you can see how it looks like a lot of facets of life like it actually looks like a bird's eye view of um you know when you're coming into new zealand like uh, like above christchurch and it looks like you're looking like the bird's eye view of the grounds like it looks like that you know like just all those shapes. Oh wow! Can actually,
0: you see yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. There's some. Cool. T- okay, so for the for the people watching this, they'll be able to appreciate this. But if you're if you're listening just to the audio, what are you doing? Jump over on Patreon, sign up there. Listen, it's five bucks a month, and what do you get? You get the video version of every podcast of the Creative Endeavor. But not only that, you get exclusive access to critiques, Q and A videos, time <laughs> lapses, the whole lot. There is more content that you have time to watch. So jump over on Patreon right now and have a look at the video version of this podcast. So what we're seeing here is a topographical mix loves of the in, plugin. I I I got to get it in there. So so the <laughs> branding, brand, brand, right? Okay, so 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 you know, I'm looking Marketing. at this yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a topographical element to it. There's a natural element to it as well. And then you've got the portraiture in there. You've got these really cool placement and juxtaposition of colors. Like your color theory is on point. Look at the warm and cool shifts in this. The the I red don't even green think out. about it. It's 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 well, it's really intuitive. <laughs> but it just it just works, man. From a yeah. design point of view, I'd love to geek out with you about Actually, art. Actually, oh, go go, please.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, okay you know how we all have those movies that really influenced us as a kid like just just things that really impacted us like whether it's the archetypal journey of the protagonist like i'm obsessed with film theory like literally obsessed (laughs) but andy and i were watching brother bear he hadn't seen it before but we were watching it for the first time do you know that movie have you seen it Oh no. Um, no. I haven't seen I'm not a big
0: movie there's a scene guy. Where the protagonist
1: okay. literally gets transformed into another creature. He gets transformed oh, wow. into a bear. And these exact colours right. and like just the glowing, like, because it's um, it's like it looks like the Aurora Borealis when it turns orange. It, the whole scene looks like Equinox's piece. And wow. we had the painting there while we were watching it. And we're lo- and I was just looking at Andy, like, back and forth, like, uh, that was not intentional, but it yeah. looks exactly like it. That's um, really cool. But, yeah, it like, but, again, back to um, Into Paradise, the painting that just solved um, that idea of bioluminescence, that feeling of just that inner light and that inner mm. beauty and that vibrancy, like, just... It's so it's so inspiring to me because it's this whole idea of like, look at what's inside of us. Look, like, just let it, let it be a driving force. Let it actually take the reins and share it with people and share your perspective. And don't, like, what's the word? Don't, like, what's the word? Like, don't suppress it. Don't is that the word? Sure. Yeah, like, just yeah, don't, suppress. Yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. Because su- we do that, yeah, don't we? Just,
0: we, we, yeah, we push that back down your again yeah, yeah, yeah for
1: sure absolutely mm-hmm. but yeah just in that way like with my with people that aren't artists and are collectors well both are but um for people that aren't artists I hope that my work gives them permission to actually be themselves and to share it authentically because a, a big trauma in my life was being shamed for who I was. Like constantly, and now wow. those people are all up in my DMs, by the way, and I'm just like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. Okay, okay. I, honestly. <laughs> well, do do you mind me yeah, asking, it's... Talia? Like, so so are we talk in school years now, like just you know, yeah. general yeah, not yeah. not fitting in type thing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, like wow. even even one of my closest friends, who's now actually coming to work. For for me like some of their closest friends were like why are you even talking to talia like that was just how i was oh
0: wow yeah yeah it's so
1: interesting Mm -hmm. now honestly thank you thank you but honestly like it it drives me it drives me
0: oh well okay well i tell you what i tell you (laughs) what i want to i want to take that back because i'm i'm not no no and this is going to sound callous okay so don't freak out on me here but (laughs) But th- no, this fine. is the, this is this is the interesting thing is that uh, again this is why I kind of like to ask people about their stories and their childhood and their upbringing especially things like school like uh, because I I I remember what that was like and being misunderstood and what ended up happening was like well I'm not getting any love or happiness or joy here so what I'm going to do is pour everything into art and it takes yeah. a particular kind of um I'll give you an example. Okay, I'll give you an example from one of the latest episodes of the Creative Endeavor, the podcast I did with Thomas Flea Hardy. And we're talking about this artist named Thomas Kincaid, an artist that people love to, to hate on. Now, it's said on the back of the book that Thomas Kincaid is the first and he's probably the only one that will ever do this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to add a caveat right there. I'll tell you what that is in a second. He's the first artist to go public the new york stock exchange and by the time he died his company had already traded four billion dollars in art sales okay so this is a paradigm shift nice. now what does he do he does the kitschy little christmas cottage in the woods with the glowing lights inside and the snow falling outside it doesn't matter what
1: that. you're at what it looks okay. like okay but, 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 but
0: people love to hate on this guy but when you hear about his story and his life and where that came from his father left a picture when he was real young, he, he went hungry often as a child, when his mother would show up with groceries, it was like Christmas day. And so here's this guy going through an unimaginable amount of pain as a child. And what's he do as an adult artist, he paints the one place he wish he could have been. And what's that do to a person? So with me, like, like, I mean, I didn't go through that level of pain. I had my own stuff. We all have our own stuff going on. Right. But, but, but but being, being bullied in high school and and bullied at home, I was like, I'm going to go and draw because the drawing is a place where I can create my own friends. You know, it's like, it's a place where I can create another world for myself. And so, but what does that do? What kind of, beast does that create you know and it's like no, i, I want to be the art guy now like i i get to do this because that kid was getting his head kicked in back in in school so yeah. so you, so is it a bad thing you got to ask the question it
1: creates a if, force to be reckoned with
0: i couldn't have said it better i love that say that again sorry oh
1: it creates a force to be reckoned with i love it it does. It does. I wish that more people would tell us that, you know, the more responsibility that comes with just doing this full time, is that the less chance you actually have to create work.
0: <laughs> right? <You> just, <laughs> right? Uh, I've been up in this office for five days in front of the screen and I haven't painted a stitch. And you haven't
1: painted once. No. No. no.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's like how many hours a day do you paint let me ask you straight up let's bring it back here we go let's bring it back how many me? hours do you yeah how many hours a day do you get to paint
1: i hate to answer this question honestly but
0: do it answer
1: before it. before tiktok came along and before the business blew up i was able to get 60 hours of painting in per week now i am it is a it is a lucky week. It is an incredibly lucky and fruitful week if I get five hours per week.
0: Talia, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so run it me through your me day. It takes me
1: now three months. It takes me three months to finish a painting now.
0: So run me through your day. I... How is this happening? And and, and, and <laughs> is the answer to this conundrum? Is it more delegation? Because you're a master delegator now, yes. it would seem. You are you're you know, it's yeah, so important. Yeah. So are you looking at expanding your team? What can um, I do for you? <laughs>
1: There's there's a lot. Um, I started a podcast and I got one episode in before I was just like, ah, oh, the workload just is so much. Like I just had to put it aside. I've got countless projects happening right now. Like I've on top of um doing the course, which is a massive undertaking, I'm also stocking a new place to have my work. I'm working with different companies. I'm working with different business partners to watch new products. I'm constantly working on new things to release, even though it doesn't look like it. Um, yeah a lot of it is prints and just taking care of customer service emails because now that my fiance Andy is now you know a lawyer (laughs) now that he's finishing up his studies um I've had I've taken over all of the customer service stuff and a lot of the stuff that he would help me with so that's you know a bit of a setback but fantastic for him um but yeah just taking care of all of that stuff making sure that everything's taken care of that we have stock issues of everything um, yeah it's it's a lot of in and out business stuff a lot of behind the scenes working on just tracking the analytics of everything making sure that everything's running smoothly just literal ceo stuff <laughs> like um but yeah i'm bringing on more people now which is lovely but yeah, doing a course takes a lot of effort and work. Oh, it's like, epic! It's epic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and on so, top of just creating content, like mm. creating content, take it is it is a mammoth oh, thing huge. to accomplish. It's enormous. Like creating YouTube videos, like for those of you who don't do it seriously, it like there's a reason why I've posted three YouTube videos in three years. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Try five <laughs> just, a week.
1: Oh no! Screw that! No, not happening. <laughs> no way no way oh my god yeah, yeah. Nah, that's wild um so so this
0: is this go is you. <laughs> well well again I mean but but you you end up creating this monster that starts to consume you so there is something to be said yeah, for delegation yeah. and I, I tell you I'll tell you the thing that I've resisted for so long and I think this is a thing that traps a lot of people not just artists but business people in general um and I'd love to hear you reflect on this because you know you you know your capabilities but often what we we tend to do because this is our baby and it's our business we don't expand yeah. because we feel like we have to take responsibility for everything because we're the only one that's going to do it right so consequently you just you no no i'm serious no listen tell you no you're,
1: you're so right seriously yeah. i've tried uh, i'm gonna butt in right here Go, tried do it. Outsourcing prints to everyone like seriously the, the sheer amount of volume that we have for prints I have been turned down countless times by print on demand services because they couldn't keep up like there's no way that they'd be able to meet our demand
0: she broke like, the system no folks she broke and, the system and we're
1: doing it ourselves and it's my mother and my two siblings who are working in the, in the studio packaging prints for me That's we've amazing. got my um yeah my brother and sister are getting paid what I think Five dollars to a box to put caps on all of the tubes. It's just like a full-on production line in there. They're loving it. It's so like they love the pocket money. Um, my my brother, he's a little, he's a little capitalist, to tell you what. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, NFTs, stock, stocks. He's like ten. <laughs> he's loving oh, it. Wow. He loves it. He loves it. I just like, I'm just like, hey, Jack, you want to see our analytics for this month? And he's like, oh, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> wow Um, go kid he loves it he loves it he loves it um
0: that's yeah
1: like it's just it's pretty epic it's insane but yeah we've I've tried outsourcing it and like just I'm so I'm such a perfectionist that everything has to be to the like done to the nth degree it's it's perfect seriously like like it, it is honestly rare that something goes wrong but like the prints are pristine they're all cotton rag beautifully done like 200 year lasting pigment based inks like it's all done to the nth degree it's perfect like i'm just outsourcing it we just can't do it because no one can meet my expectation Mm. and it's back to what you were saying like it's no one can do it as good as as good as we want it done or as good as we can do it so it's like where where do we want to draw the line in being disciplined with our rest but also meeting up to the standard that we have for our business but being disciplined in our rest is something that a lot of us need to check in with ourselves on and reprioritizing what is it that you want how much work do I want to put in in order to like either have this amount of success have this amount of growth make this amount of money it's it's being so honest but a massive thing is rest and like last year I, I was not doing good. I like I haven't been doing good for a while, but I'm starting to come out of that, which I'm really okay. grateful for. Okay. Um but something that helps me tremendously, which is something that I'm going to be talking about in the sustainability section of the course is find what your personality type is and literally Google ways that your personality type can rest and unwind. For me, that was gaming. When I was growing up, if I wasn't painting, I was gaming. Yeah, seriously, Andrew, the more violent the game is, the better.
0: Tell <laughs> okay. right. us. You know
1: I, right. I posted it on my close friend's story, and everyone was like, You're a gamer? Are you serious? And I'm like, Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5, like Assassin's Creed, Red Dead Redemption.
0: Wow. I did All not it. see that I coming. Love it. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: no one does.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, okay. But, but, what you're saying is really interesting because, uh, and I, I tell you, this is a thing that I struggle with the most is finding a way to shut off. I mean, people are like, well, you're out of balance. So I'm like, well, first of all, what is balance? What does that even mean? Okay. But then, second, it's like, it's like, well, you, you need to find a way to recuperate. I, I think I found it now. Okay? Yeah. The, the, a big way is that it? I, okay, archery to shoot my bow outside.
1: Oh my god, I love our tree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And so I, awesome. I I'm uh, I, I so I've got I, we live on a bit of a country property. I'm on the ocean now and and there's a hill behind oh, me and so I've god. got a little section of the forest. Where I've got like a twenty or thirty meter stripe through the trees that I've set up a cardboard box of blankets, and I just fill that sucker full of arrows. So that's a way for me to just kind of stop. And I I look at Rachel like I'm a bit bleary eyed, you know, late in the afternoon. I'm like, I got to go shoot the bow. Like I just got to go do that. Yeah. So, and and I'm a recurve guy. So anybody asking, I got that's all. I'm, I'm straight up traditional. I was looking at the compound thing. Not a big fan. I'm a recurve guy. But there's something about that that you just you kind of go into another mode. But the other thing as well is like I, I I don't I don't take the dog as often as I should go for that walk. I don't go for a swim in the ocean as often as I really should. So this is a great reminder to just find the way you can hit that reset button. But I'd love to yeah. know what, what. So tell me more about these personality types. Now I've heard this a couple of times before, but how do you know what what kind of personality type you are, and and what does that mean um, for the for the different mode that you get in when when it comes to rest cuz i it, it it so i'm here and it's different for everybody like cuz i'm not a couch yeah, guy i i, I it's can't do that it is different for everyone yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> honestly um so i it's definitely i'm pretty sure it's the myers briggs test um but i could not stress that one enough like doing that and i'm i'm an enfp type a and that's um that's a campaigner so i love ex, getting ex, people explain that.
0: so e e m f enfp E-N-F-
1: enfp pardon let me go and see what they're
0: yeah let's let's get the full definition of this so that's an acronym ENFP
1: okay so (laughs) the uh, um so a campaigner is someone that is extroverted intuitive feeling and prospecting so that's that's just me but also another thing that I like is archetypal branding and that's Um, but it's literally finding your personality and being really authentic with yourself and getting back to the person that you were as a child, you know, before trauma happens to us, or, you know, just, (laughs) just getting back to that and trying to become more of that person that you were, because when, when you're a kid, like you're completely uninhibited. Like you're just honestly and authentically who you're supposed to be like, like, we just, we already have that personality when we come into the world because that's what we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But get, going back to that as much as possible and, some, like, something that I um, did in, in my podcast was I discussed five tips to find the meaning behind your artwork and a big one for mine was to go back to your childhood movies and analyse it from that point of view as of, like, how did this impact me? How did that impact who I am as a person today? Like, what what in their story really touched me? How did that change the way that I maybe interacted with people or just saw the world? Um, but, yeah, just doing that is so... So important. Well,
0: uh, l- let me ask because we're we're of a slightly different vintage here. So you were born. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, you were born when I graduated high school. Okay. So. so oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. So you were born in year two thousand, right?
1: Ninety nine. Ninety nine.
0: Okay. Ninety yeah. nine. Okay. So my yeah. <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. Okay. So so nineteen ninety nine. Uh, so what movies are you growing up with? What are the What are those big big titles for you as as a child? This
1: is awesome. Lilo and Stitch, Brother okay. Bear, Avatar, um right. Oh man, Spirit Stellet of the, the Spirit Stallion of the Camarons, Cameron. I don't know how it's pronounced, I'm sorry. Right. Um the horse movie. I love that one. Um so so many. Yeah. Like a lot. And I found that a common thread. Oh, Lion King. Lion King. Lion King. Lion King. I'm obsessed with Lion King. Um, right. Okay. But yeah, it's this whole. I found that like a lot of it was that the protagonist is usually quite different. You know, just very doesn't fit in, but always marches to the beat of their own drum. And that was a that's just a massive part about who I am as a person. But yeah, just being aware of that and looking, looking at that with a critical eye of like, how has that impacted me can have a massive impact on both your brand, but also your art, your artwork and what it is that you want to do and your goals. Um, but like, for instance, (laughs) I brand myself as the joyful adventurer. So pretty much picture Captain Jack Sparrow. That's, very much so my personality <laughs> in a lot of ways Brilliant. but also Judy Hopps from Zootopia people call me Judy Hopps like in my DMs like they don't even say Talia sometimes it's just like hey Judy Hopps blah blah blah, blah. it's just like awesome. Great, awesome I love it but that's just you know it's very it's it's really authentic but it's yeah. having those comparisons and just being like okay how does how How does my journey reflect theirs? And a big thing with archetypal branding and with the joyful adventurer, like when someone's aware of archetypal branding, it is so noticeable because it's so much more intentional and the voice behind that speaks volumes. Like um Lin Manuel Miranda, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He is fluent absolutely fluent in archetypal branding and you can see it within the lyrics of his songs and just the the journeys of the protagonists and how it's reflected um for instance Moana is an explorer archetype because a lot of a lot of their journey has to do with either self-expression or um like going on this personal journey and finding what it is that they're after and more often than not finding that they had it all along like that's it's so interesting. That, that's so. that's a
0: really interesting arc in so many stories, isn't it? That 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 they end up. Isn't I it? mean, this is this is a, a kind of a. But it's okay. the words okay. as well. I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. I'm going to hold a couple of things up to the camera. I'm going to see if you you recognize because you talk about movies and and the history. You'll you'll like what I got yeah, on I my desk. It. I'd laugh so hard if you don't know what this is. Okay, you ready? There we go. Like nice, <laughs> the
1: Mandalorian, yeah. That- oh come on talia stanton it's no, what, this what is? is it called do you, it's know, the- do you it- know what this is no it's not the mandalorian oh my god that was I- I'll, give, I'll give i'll get your clothes back to the future
0: <laughs> great scott it- marty you know yeah yeah it's, yes it's, yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah. i can't
1: believe i said that it was the mandalorian, mandalorian. oh my it's god the
0: delorean Um, <laughs> uh, for the people listening to Delorean.
1: Myself, this is the
0: delorean from back <laughs> to the I'm Future. A kid- all right, me, please, all right all right all right okay way. for bonus points for bonus points how fast how fast this thing need to go before it, it goes back in time
1: 180
0: close 88 miles per hour there you go oh
1: this is I'm this sorry, is uh... I'm sorry.
0: now here's the thing it's interesting that you mentioned movies okay so I'm going to give you another one you, you know I'm going to hang up on you straight away if you don't know what this is here you go Pew
1: pew. <laughs> pew pew.
0: Goodbye, Talia. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: sorry. For the people listening to this, I'm holding that up. That a hard one. I, I, this is a hard one. This is an X Wing fighter with R2D2 Thank stuck you. in there. Okay. So this is going back oh to, to the, to the, like, this is, this is like Return of the Jedi stuff. Okay. This is Empire Strikes Back stuff, Star Wars. All right. um Okay. I'm going to hold up one more. You are not going to get this. Okay. If you get, you, you bombed on that one. How about this? You know what this is? Here we go
1: no idea
0: it says Thunderbirds right on the side of it so you might
1: (laughs) I can't read that (laughs) sorry sorry
0: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) there you go Thunderbird 2 I got the Thunderbird 2
1: recently I found out that I needed glasses and when I actually got my pair and went outside for the first time and like actually looked through them I burst into tears because for an artist the world is already overwhelmed like overwhelming with beauty but then to to get glasses and realize that I wasn't even saying it properly (laughs) it was like it was so overwhelming like it was just so 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 overwhelming like looking at trees now is just like a crazy crazy experience it's just like oh my gosh this is amazing um but yeah it was it was so interesting and I feel like how we react to certain things like that as well too is so important like the voice of behind our our artwork like it goes into our artistic voice like everything does the way that we brand definitely does the work that we're creating what it means to us personally absolutely it does but yeah it's just it's taking note of things that move you and being really aware of what influences you personally within your creativity because we all have a vision for our work and the sort of people that we want it to connect with and making sure that it connects with the right person and doing what we can to give it its best opportunity in the world but being really really aware within ourselves as to what the work means and we don't have to we don't always have to tell people about it because it's it can be something so personal like very very personal and as you've said earlier like you, you don't necessarily want to have your perspective of the work be a hindrance to someone else's interpretation but you can do both. And like both are correct answers as to what the artwork means. Like they're both right. And like, because it, everything's subjective, but especially your artwork. Like I found my, my painting Embrace, it's this gorgeous big um, yellow and pink woman with sunflowers like bursting out of her. I had at least 700 people at least tell me the exact same interpretation of the piece and it was all that they've just lost someone really close to them and that painting reminds them of that person and the woman that actually owns um, owns the original embrace we I traded the original for my wedding wedding rings Um, but yeah she she just lost her mother like just lost her mother before the painting was complete so yeah just it was it's so interesting to wow. see like those synchronicities are so beautiful and for me personally like i know that we uh, that we touched on the subject of religion earlier but i'm pretty sure what i'm um, i'm called a pantheist and it's okay. um I, I like it's literally just for me personally i see it as we are the universe experiencing itself subjectively And it's like, that's where, like, Mm. that's where those synchronicities happen. But that's just how I interpret it personally. But also the movie Soul and talking about flow state being that, that place between the physical and the spiritual is where those synchronicities happen. And if we can stay in the zone and in our flow state and create work from that, point of view and we're in that trance like state and we're just creating intuitively and we don't even feel ourselves moving you know that you know that feeling where you don't feel yourself moving and then you become aware of that and then you like you're watching yourself move and like it doesn't even feel like you're doing it
0: yeah it's called pulling a you know all that? yeah that's what yeah.
1: it's called seriously you,
0: that. you will trip balls
1: yeah yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah.
0: when you get to 3am at, at the hour, about 3am pulling an all yeah. nighter and you're looking at your hand going, who's paying right now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. is- no, but I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I understand what, what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, accessing that flow state is so important. And a lot of us, we, we do it in different ways. And, and again, I, I kind of get there through, this overwhelming sense of gratitude which means you can find yeah. a flow in in every situation really if you just Absolutely. go oh, hang on a second you know it's like i don't want to be here right now it's like well hang on a second what is this what is this now teaching you
1: yeah and, and it's why, like, why why is that chatter yeah on the end yeah. like in your head it's like as soon yeah. as you stop thinking it's the, um oh it, that channel like story like um, like stories evolved they have a discussion on what is absolute beauty and they have and like this this discussion about how artists are connected to that state of appreciating beauty and it's a van gogh interpretation i'm not sure if it's a quote but he's saying that um like when i st- like when i paint i stop thinking and when i stop thinking i start feeling and like i just start i just i exist it's something along those lines and I feel like for me personally, when I'm within that state, the work that I'm creating is so much more impactful and it reflects it not only in like just how many people desire the piece and how many people purchase prints, but also just like the reaction from people is tremendously better. Like it's it's really wild. It, Yeah. i've got no words for it other than it's just if you can stay in that state as much as possible and create Mm -hmm. from that genuine place of like you're just you're just a little human that's obsessed with creating and like give yourself to it and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. be humble enough and open enough to to realize that it's not even necessary like it's not like it's of you it's come through you but it's not you in a way
0: wow Talia what's next cool. for you? What's, 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 what's the next thing? What's, what's on the horizon? Surely you want to get some more hours in at the easel. How are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah. So what's, oh what, 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 what's next on the, yeah, more staff. All right? Yeah.
1: Delegating. Um, yeah. Working towards this course. It's, I've shared it to a couple of people. I do have a close circle of, um of artists that are getting some of the information as I'm creating it. And they're all like, this is insane, like, this is, this is wild. And it's coming from a place of, it's always been my dream to, like, you know what it's like when you first start and you have no idea what you're doing and, like, you just need someone to help you along that journey. I really, truly feel like this is gonna be the key and the answer for a lot of people. And, like, I have so many different peers reviewing certain parts of it and I just can't stress enough how much I want it to be something that is so valuable and worthy of their time and attention and have it be something that can actually change their lives and I I don't want to bullshit anyone because like I've I've been manipulated by certain certain groups like certain art schools but. And just just the impact that that makes when it when it's not genuine and where some, when you are being manipulated and taken advantage of, it really sucks. Like it really really sucks. Like, yeah. And
0: you got I him just, good though. Look <sighs> at you. You got him
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just. I just I know what that feels like. it's Like, and it. And it hurts. I almost stopped painting because of it. Like it's 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 a really nasty, nasty and evil thing when that happens. And I just want it to be so far away from that, like honestly, because I, I just I just don't want to hurt anyone, you know. Bless
0: you. Look, this is the thing, and I gotta tell you again. The love that pours off of you and off of your art is is absolutely infectious, and and this is the thing. Like you, by being genuine and by going out there hard in your sleep, yeah. creating like this, as, a, as I was saying before, you 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 give people permission to shine, and that's what you're going to do through this course. That's what you're doing right now with your paintings, and that's what you've done with me. Look, I've opened up about stuff in this podcast I was never going to share. As oh I was saying God. before, oh, yeah. this has been this has been interesting. This has been a wild ride. I, I let and and I I hope to talk to you with you again. Uh, this has been such Absolutely. an Absolutely, this
1: has been lovely,
0: Talia. What what a treat! Thank you so much. I just really want to say it's been a real privilege, an eye opening experience, and just amazing. What a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being on the Creative Endeavor.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Seriously, it's been an absolute absolute honor. I can't stress how much of an influence you've been to me, especially in my early years doing this like this is just a dream come true to even speak to you and honestly I just just thank you thank you so much for the work that you're putting out and thank you for helping other artists and thanks for inspiring us
0: well thank you so much to Talia Stanton for joining me in this epic podcast. What an adventure this conversation was. Certainly something I'm going to keep coming back to time and again. Now make sure you find Talia Stanton on Instagram. I provided a link to that in the show notes and her website. You'll find that there as well. The description that accompanies this podcast. Go and find her work. Follow her on social media. If you're new and you're starting out your creative journey, or you want to just add to your creative journey wherever you are in your walk at the moment. Take on some of these strategies, some of these things that we're talking about in this conversation. Talia is one to watch. I really feel she's got her finger on the pulse She's one of these people that is just going to continue to go from strength to strength and really thrive in this space. I learn a lot from her. I hope to continue to learn from her. And you know what? I really look forward to having her back on the podcast again one day very soon because we didn't even scratch the surface. Honestly, there's so much more we could talk about. Please, again, if you haven't already done so, leave me a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It makes a huge difference to the show. I really appreciate that extra time and effort. Thank you so much. And also, while you're at it, please share this with a friend if you think they'll get something out of The Creative Endeavor. I'm going to get out of here, get back to painting or doing something in the studio anyway. I can't wait to share some more time with you again very, very soon. It's been a blast. I'll see you again in another episode of The Creative Endeavor.